Hey guys, this is Ed, and welcome to the Something to Do podcast. This is our long-awaited episode on religion, but on purpose this time. This is sort of a sensitive subject for some people, so we just want to say a couple of things off the top before we get into the episode proper. Uh, for starters, I'm not, and Chris is also not, a religious scholar of any real sort. We are not activists. We are just two guys talking about our own feelings, ideas, and opinions on the matter and topics related. So if you have any questions or concerns or you find something that we said was wrong or anything like that, shoot us an email, let us know. It's always better to have a conversation than to have people just upset and angry. Um, speaking of upset and angry, again, this is a sensitive subject and we recognize that we do not intend to offend anyone. If we do end up offending anyone, please, again, feel free to shoot us an email, let us know what's going on. That's not what we meant to do and we'd love to have a conversation with you about us so that we can all become better people. Lastly, this is the first part of what actually ended up being a four and a half hour long conversation between Chris and I. So we will be cutting this up and delivering it as individual podcast episodes, probably uh, three or four individual episodes. So you can look forward to having that additional content in your future. And I can look forward to editing this monstrosity we're creating. With all that being said, I think I hear the music coming. So we're going to go ahead and get into the episode proper. I'll see you guys in the lighter notes. And thanks for listening. have some food somehow we found it uh, it's a pizza it could be made out of whatever but it's sustenance so we're not going to complain uh, i'm not sure if this is real <laughs> it, it, it could be all hallucinate hallucination but eh, we're not going to complain um so yeah today i guess we want we're going to talk about um while we've been cursing his name since we've been in this game we're going to talk about religion a little bit <laughs> or try to and <laughs> just give our opinions on it because what else is there to do? Yeah, this is so. Yeah, this is the long-awaited, the longly talked about religion podcast that we that we promised months and years ago. Um, so uh, again, it's just me and Chris. Um, as a just a quick disclaimer, we are uh, you know people we were born and raised in. The United States of America in the uh, Western Hemisphere of the Earth. We grew up in Western culture. Yeah, exactly. So we might not have the most fully formed ideas of um, different world cultures or different world religions. Of course, our, most of our experience is going to be with various factions of Christianity. Judeo-Christian. Um, I've got, we got some, I know I've got some experience talking with and with uh, Judaism a bit less with uh, Islam. And I used to, I know some things about some more some of the more eastern ways of thinking. Well, we I mean we can talk about it as it comes through, but yeah. just wanted to as a disclaimer 
again, that's what the web, what the email is for. If we say something that's off, email us, let us know. We're not trying to do anything to offend anybody on purpose. We just might offend somebody on accident. Yeah, and then we're not uh, theologists, the, the so theologians, theologians. So anything we say is just many. I mean, we're not gonna be as we're not just gonna say stupid random shit uninformed. Maybe you. Yeah, well, me all the time. But Ed will try his best to say things within the scope of his knowledge. I can't guarantee that, but I'll still not try to offend and say what I think I know. So correct, correct me if I'm wrong later, after the fact. Thank you. I feel like I'm just going to be chomping way too loud in this microphone. <laughs> I have to pull a chocolate rain and just lean back. <laughs> chocolate rain. Okay, so I, guess, um, so I guess one question. Well, first, we should establish I am... It's hard for me to really explain in words, but I guess I am agnostic, a slash atheist slash Chris. So in terms of belief system, a quick rundown. I don't, I am under the opinion that I don't, and when it comes to just the organized religious beliefs, I don't think that there's a guy in in the sense that I don't believe that a higher being or consciousness or whatever created people specifically and then still governs them in its own way. Like, I don't believe in the storybooks and all that stuff. I would like to think, and this is where I think the agnostic part of it comes, I would like to think that all the stuff we see every day from art to life, just small organisms to large, complex things, was more than just a a cosmic coincidence. But at the same time, I'm not going to hold on to that what I want as opposed to what has been proven to me. So I'm I am just as as much as I would like for there to the idea that there was some thought behind everything, I'm just as comfortable with the idea that we could have just been a cosmic coincidence. Because that's fine with me. I'm alright with it. So I like I said, but fundamentally no, I don't believe that there's a guy. I don't think that there's a guy in a beard who makes sure bullets don't hit uh, Samuel Jackson and Pulp Fiction reference. Nobody happens to see that fucking movie for some reason. Wait, what? You know, I've seen it, Pulp Fiction. Oh, we well, you know, like he thought that him not getting shot was an intervention from God. Yeah, 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 yeah. He has to. I mean, at least it's his whole character arc and what happens in the end yeah, with yeah. Honey Bunny. Yeah, well, you know, some people. Uh, you'd be surprised. I talked to a lot of people. They was like, I've never seen Pulp Fiction. Never you talk to a lot of young people. People my age though. Young people. <laughs> my young people. But yeah, that is my belief system I don't think that there's basically I don't think that there's a guy and if there was I don't think that actually really communicates with us because that gives that makes us seem too important but that's just that's a whole thing I can discuss later so throw it to Kadard okay um well I am an agnostic atheist and by that I mean well first of all atheism is a statement of opinion so I don't believe that there is a God, at the very least, not in any sense that we understand a God to work. Mm-hmm. I'm agnostic, which is a statement of knowledge, meaning that I have no, I don't have and have, as far as I understand, no way of knowing what this ultimate cosmic truth that, excuse me, that some people are purporting to have is. I have no way of knowing that there is or isn't an uh, um, an entity or being or some thing outside of the rules of that govern our physical space that we inhabit. I 
sometimes take issue with people who do purport to have said knowledge, especially when said knowledge is not represented by any evidence, which is a word that you'll hear pop up a lot if you talk to atheists. Um, but I, in general, I don't have any problems with uh, with theist or deist or um, or people who want to believe things. I have uh, only issue with people who try to impose their personal ideas and beliefs onto other people, including through policy. So it always seems like it's more complex to explain it. But uh, it is. It, even I though when I go your... English teacher mode, it's just like <laughs> it gets real easy. Because like in your head, you, like you have this set thing, but then you, when someone asks you, I guess because when people normally ask me what I believe in, I don't want to just say I don't believe in it, and then just because I, I feel like that makes me sound stupid or like uninforming. I have a reason, to, yeah. but at the same time, I don't want to sit there and give you a whole paper. You know, thesis on why I don't. Because at the same time, at this point, by me telling you I don't and then trying to explain it, you've already one written me off, or two, because that's the thing. There's this as as, as funny as people um, people who believe or whatever. There's a funnier stigma to to people who say they don't. Like automatically, it's like, oh, you must be a terrible person, or you must that you can do whatever you want, or something. Like there's just always. It's almost like a judgment, right? And it's a judgment. You get it from everything. You get judged in every kind of way. But when it comes to that, people tend to judge you like, oh, you're an atheist, huh? Oh, so I guess um, you just think that people should marry animals and then and then shoot each other in the face on the streets. Like, no, that me saying that answer had nothing to do with everything you just said. I just said I don't believe in this. Everything else about me as a person will come later. But it's like they make all that determination off of that answer, and it's like, oh, oh fuck it. Well, it's funny that you say <clears throat> that you say that and talk about getting um, written off that way by p- telling people that you don't believe in the same thing that they believe. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's one of the things I was getting at the first time we were having a discussion uh, that kept allowing religion to force its way into it. <laughs> um, but uh, the impression I get. And I don't want to throw blame or anything. Again, I have no problem or issues with people who want to believe in whatever they want to believe. Mm-hmm. My issue is because before I was talking about this, like this sense of um, abdicating authority and giving up um, personal responsibility mm-hmm. because you know God's got my back or you know my Creator is on my side. He's gonna put things in order for me or He brought me to this place. Blah blah blah. As opposed to you know, thinking about it personally or humanistically and saying, well, I, these series of events led me to this place or I'm doing, I choose to do this because this is what I believe is right or whatever. And the, the sad and scary implication to that is that the people who make that assumption about you either believe it about themselves mm-hmm. or are being hypocritical in that statement. Oh, yeah. Because if you, if you say to an atheist, well, you don't have any morals because you don't have God. What you're saying is that if you that me as the person saying that without God I would be, I would be an immoral, yeah, a uh, moral jerk off. Yeah, and that's that's the other thing. That's the argument that I hear a lot, and like the one argument I remember hearing a lot was because um, I, I remember I had a person tell me that before. It was a friend of mine. Like the statement just still sticks with me today. Like just when she told me that, she was like, "Oh, Chris, you don't believe in anything." wow, you must have, like, no morals at all. And I'm like, 
And this is somebody who's known me for like five plus years. We've been friends forever, and then like, yeah, she she's really just pushing buttons. Yeah, yeah. I, I just, that was the first time I ever really heard somebody say it so directly, and I'm just like, no, that that doesn't mean that at all. Like I, because what is what is the thing always here? If you have to do something because it's in your you know it's in a book or whatever it was taught to you like that, but. Morals to me have always been a weird thing where if you have to do something because there's a reward or punishment in the middle of it, it's not you doing it. It's just you want the reward or the punishment. So mm-hmm. the idea that we go about with like just standard Christianity, baptism, and all that stuff is you do good onto others and do you know whatever. You do good acts because you'll get to go to heaven. You'll be immortal, live forever. If you do bad stuff, you go to hell because that place sounds just <laughs> terrible. <laughs> you don't want to be there forever. So it's like you want to do just all good things because you want to get that ultimate bonus at the end. And then you don't want to fuck up because you don't want to get that really crappy position down there. It's like the crappy office with no window and apparently it's really hot. So I I think you should do good acts because it's a good act to do. And you should not do bad things because it's a shitty thing to do. But then the argument against that is how do we know what are good acts and what aren't? There, there's that. Um, the 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 best theory I remember hearing it was uh, I'm going to butcher his name because I always mix up his name with Charles Dog Darwin, but Richard Dawkins, mm-hmm. and um, good old Dick Dawkins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and somebody posed a question similar to that to him, like, "What do you know?" He was like, well, "Where do you?" Somebody asked him, "Where do you think um, morality comes from?" Yeah. And I liked his answer. He was like, well, I'm not really sure, but if I had to guess, and he just gave his idea, he was like, well, it's more of just we evolved into it because when you think about it as humanity, when we had our small little groups and villages and everything, basically everybody you knew, you knew them very well. Like if you were in a small, you know, a primitive group or whatever, you, you knew everyone there. Maybe we didn't, you know, our minds at the time didn't acknowledge it, but like that was either our cousin or inbred sister or something you know it's all that stuff so we knew everyone there and it was kind of like you knew these people you see them all the time I'm not going to do harm to them I'm not going to do something shitty to them I mean you still probably did to some degree but you know you're not going to because they're so close to you and then as we grew as a population and as a race or as a species and we kind of branched out a little bit those just thoughts just stay with us you know it just it became intrinsic almost like don't steal, don't take from that person because you wouldn't take from your mama, so don't take from this new guy. Don't kill that person randomly because you wouldn't randomly kill your mom, would you? It's like, just don't do these things. Now, as, you know, we became more complex and certain things came out about us, there's new branch of rules got added to it, but I think that those are the main tenets. Just don't hurt each other and don't take from one another. I think because it can impede with the survival again, of another person that was around you. I think that those two main ones stuck with us, like just at a genetic level almost. Not literally like it's in our genes, but just on that kind of... To a point it is. Yeah, like almost like it just... At least that's what I was arguing last time. Yeah, like we just, (laughs) we evolved into being good people. I'm not saying that like before that we just killed each other randomly just for no fucking reason. I mean, to some degree it probably did, but I don't know how caveman culture was. I'm pretty sure they didn't do that even to that level because then we wouldn't be here. Like, if every human killed each other just randomly when they saw each other, then there would, and, that, and that that can make the argument, well, where did that just idea come from, from the religious side? Some people will still say, that must have come from somewhere. Well, like I said, I just, 
I liked his answer. We just were always around each other, and we were really close to those same people, and it just kind of grew from there. To an, it started off as an idea that just no one questioned after a while. I think something slightly different, mm-hmm. um, and I was I was talking, uh, I was joking, but I was talking about it um, in the last time we mm-hmm. had a discussion about just how things that ensure the survival of the species yeah. tend to be good things, yeah. and things that don't tend to be weirded yeah, out, yeah. out for obvious reason. Well, I suppose if someone is listening who does not believe in evolution, then everything mm-hmm. I'm saying is hogwash. Yeah. But if you can accept evolution, then, of course, morality is, I think, totally derivable. Like, mm-hmm. And you said two things. I, I still say it basically just comes down to one, which is don't take shit that's not yours. Yeah, life and just Life's shit. Yeah. Virginity. <laughs> um, no, actual no. things, like... It, most, like I say, all, most crimes that we have break down at the lowest point. To even the, like, even the Ten Commandments. Yeah. Even though half of them are basically God saying, "Hey, you know, pay cool. it more attention yeah, to me than anything else." That's the same thing, though, because that, from that point of view, you have God who's saying, "Your attention, your praise, your everything you have is actually mine." Mm-hmm. So to not honor me in that way is taking that from me. <laughs> now, granted that. Like a lot of things that I hear uh, Christians say, face a very weak um, yeah, image right. of of what this figure who's supposed to be all literally almighty. But I, I just think that's another example of how it all basically comes down to don't take stuff that's not yours. Yeah. And I mean, go go to rule too. Don't take stuff that's not yours because you wouldn't want somebody to do Dude, that to you. you. Yeah. But I don't think that comes from some. Like, that's just thing empathy, that yeah, that's just I just I think that you just want to do that. Obviously, I don't want to just be sitting somewhere and someone knock me in the back of my head. Yeah, I mean, but and I, take my but shit. I, so look at it like I'm just not gonna do it myself. It's not yeah. because someone commanded me to. It's just like, well, I'm pretty sure he doesn't want to get hit in the back of the head either. Yeah. So I mean, because the societies that practice that, I'm sure ended up not surviving. Yeah, everybody pre- was dead. I'm pretty sure they're still around today, just sitting there hitting each other in the back of the head randomly, like my shit down. See how well it worked out for them. So. Yeah, so in the that. same way that that people who traveled and cross pollinated with different societies and cultures tended to survive more because genetic diversity yeah, <laughs> is yeah. a, as a benefit to our to our species. <laughs> I mean that's why inbred people have problems because their the genes are too close together. Yeah. So and um, your idea of God, so you don't think that God could be something that you could comprehend from what I've been taught. From what I've been taught of the understandings of what we consider God, he, it, God is by definition un, incomprehensible. God is, I mean, we don't have a, con, a real concept. We represent it in various ways, but we don't have a real concept of infinity. Yeah. And God is, at least in, you know, again, Judeo-Christian culture, God is identified and defined as basically infinite in all ways. But but there's also the weird hypocrisy of it because he's also depicted as a man. Like, he's given infinite knowledge when it comes to he knows everything, but he does prick stuff. Like, he does stuff that a prick would do. I'm, like, just, like... Um, You're too close, man. Yeah, like... I'm going to knock down your tower. Like, uh... And, That's a Bible and, and a Dave Chappelle reference. <laughs> Like um, God has infinite knowledge. He's He's omnipresent, omnipotent. But yeah, and this is stuff I I was 
shout out to that Dark Matter YouTube channel I've been watching because they, they they point out stuff that I've always thought about. It was just funny seeing it. Mm-hmm. But uh, what was the example they show was uh, they used Sodom and Gomorrah as an example. And that video was funny in itself. I would recommend everybody go watch it if you feel like you want to subscribe to Dark Matter. Yeah, Dark on Matter YouTube. on YouTube. Just look that up and just look up Sodom and Gomorrah. But basically, at the beginning of the video, God is like, okay, I need to find some good people in a, in the city. And if I don't find one good person, I'm going to just smite the whole city. He was like, well, if you're omnipotent, you already know if there's no one good or not. So aren't you kind of like being a dick right now, like even going through the process of looking when you know there's only like one good person in the whole city? And then that one good person, not that great. <laughs> but, you know, that's, that's a lot for you. So, but I think that that's, yeah, I don't think that we, as, as just human beings, we realistically can't, from what we describe God as, I don't think we can realistically see that ourselves. And that's why I also say there's no way that something that's described as... Because when I think of a guy, I have to like, let go of just like a fictional character or whatever. Just, this is a being, and I may put this in kind of comic book standards, but that's how all I can compare it to. The one above it all? Yeah, this is one that's apparently... He's everywhere, but nowhere but he's everywhere he sees all he can do anything he wants he can he can create the universe because apparently there was nothing before him and he just created the universe he has vast knowledge of how to create the universe now all knowledge yes he has all knowledge apparently he is all knowledge he is all knowledge he's he's basically gravity that can talk so he can and do everything else and then also he's apparently after he create he not only creates people in his image but then he makes them purposely, well, he doesn't make them purposely, but they're apparently very fallible just by being uh, seduced by an outer agent, a third party. So they're... That he created. That he created. Another party that he created to which he punishes, because this is when he starts going from godly to petty, and that's why I call him a prick, because he goes from, now I'm going to punish you for, yes, I told you not to touch the fruits because you're disobeying me if you do but I'm going to put them right there and I'm also like I said I made you literally out of clay and then out of the bones of the clay dude and I want you to listen to everything I say and be just totally obedient and if you don't you are going to get shitted on by me forever and you're going to be blamed for that one act forever because somehow me and I'm and yeah I guess there's the way of looking at it where they should have been loyal but it's like why not make them perfect in the first place so you wouldn't have to worry about that because if they were really if God is perfect and he made it in his image wouldn't we all be perfect too I mean these are just well, small that's, that's, these are just small little things like obviously apparently according to the Bible we were made perfect in his image except for uh, two pieces of fruit or no we were made perfect in his image except for we're also really fucking gullible so. Yeah, at the same time, <clears throat> one, if if I'm in a society in which, because you know, as far as I understand, there was pretty much free communication amongst, it, like the talking serpent wasn't an anomaly, yeah. supposedly in the in Eden. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I'm in this society, and somebody says like, "Hey, maybe you should eat this thing," I'm like, "Yeah," but God said not to but then you'll be just like him him and i'm like whoa 
Cause I thought that like you already we were. already were like him. Yeah. I, don't, I don't really know what's going on. You, you just you just shook my tiny worldview into oblivion. This is me, like, this but even before that cool. though, like the the this and this is why I like don't really care about the inconsistencies with stuff like oh well Jesus' life story was told slightly different in the four gospels. I I don't I don't care that. Yeah. Who cares? Like, oh, Noah, this story doesn't make any sense because then where'd all the... I, I really, as fantastic as that story is, I really don't care. And I, I have a pretty good understanding now of where the origins of that particular version of that myth came from, even though there are flood myths in pretty much every ancient yeah. culture. But, like, just the fundamental questions that <clears throat> do not have um, reasonable answers, like, okay, God created the character who will become what we refer to as the devil. Yeah. Whose sole obsession, apparently, is corrupting the works of God. But out of, God... Out of jealousy. Out of jealousy. So God, God made a guy who wanted God so much that he's trying to destroy everything. Like, I, I think it's the same as the plot to uh, Spider-Man, I made in Spider-Man 2, actually. <laughs> Because Electra, I don't really understand his character in that film. But, so God makes uh, God makes Lucifer. Lucifer considers himself more beautiful and worthy than God himself, his creator. But God knew this was going to happen because God is omnipotent and omniscient and, and omni. He apparently he he knows all. the future, he knows the past, he knows the present, he knows time and time. So either, either he is... Uh, he's uh, he might be a prick, or and or he's a, a slave to some greater force that can't allow him to not act in these ways. <laughs> God is Mr. Manhattan, Dr. Manhattan. Yeah, in a way, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's basically what I'm, yeah. I'm getting at. Like he's he sees all, he can't change. still pastors the St. Timothy's Christian Baptist Church in Baltimore, Maryland. My mom is a minister at Tabernacle Missionary Baptist Church in Detroit. My uncle pastors New Mount Zion Baptist Church in uh, Harlem. Yeah, so when you raised around that, I don't have any pastors, you know, I just have the, the devotees, I don't have the, uh, <laughs> I don't have the shepherds, I just was raised around the flock, so... When you when try to call me a house nigga? <laughs> no, yes, no. <laughs> but Man, when you, I'm just light skin. Just, I'm just light skin like that for no reason. <laughs> when you, um, 
when you raise around that, there's this contradiction when you when you're younger is because everybody's teaching you the literal, the literal of the book. Like mm-hmm. just just using the Bible as an example, you get taught this happened, this is the reason for this, this is why you should believe this, this is that. And, and you get this straight line of everything you read in the book, you read later. And then, like, when I got older, and I, as I was younger, I started to, st- I, I didn't really, I tried to use, they wanted me to take it literally, so I meant to have use with literal thinking to it too, which was, well, that doesn't make any sense. Because then I'd see things on TV and books and everything I read, and I'd be like, well, I just, you know, you take a literal story, like, like Noah's Ark or whatever it's like well what happens in the boat sounds like a big fucking boat to like a boat fit every animal you know two of each kind I'm like that's a little weird don't you think people like memorialize that like we we have we have like buildings that fell down we still got pieces of that I would think that people would make a big deal out of a the, the boat that saved the world but you know it, it just like as well, you get older it's more it's only, stuff. what like six people to make a big deal out of it? Yeah, but and oh, don't let me don't get me started on the fact that after all these world ending events, no one addresses the clear incest that happened. Because I don't know how I guess I don't think it's supposed to be a, a sin. Yeah. When, yeah, it's not a sin when, when God made the if apocalypse. It's your right. only option. <laughs> I think I think then uh, it becomes procuring, a sin. Uh, procuring? Procreating. I think prolonging uh, the uh, the human race is like it supersedes the incest, I guess. Yes, yeah, at least in a species that's built around surviving. Maybe, but then I don't want to wait like a couple of years later to also oh it's totally legal now. It's like yeah, after you gladly committed the crime, it's like okay, <laughs> good job. But you know, so then as I got older, and then you start you started learning about the world. You start seeing stuff. You start reading things, and like all these contradictions. Like I was always taught, God will help you out. Man. Let's put it this way: I noticed God was real. He showed Himself a lot in biblical in the books. Mm-hmm. Never much here, like, and, and not to say that stuff going on was like any more or less or worse. But it's like we we have whole wars and genocides. You know, World War Two wasn't really that great for people in general. That seemed like a good time for God to pop up, and, and I know that has that has the air of a a bitterness to it. And, it's not, and I try not to make it sound bitter, like "Oh, you weren't there to help me, so you should have been." And I don't try to make it sound that way. But what I mean is, <laughs> for an entity that apparently prides itself on good acts, because that's how we see it: God is good, the devil is evil. We see it as He only does what is right. But when God doesn't do anything, it's apparently in His plan. Why can't the plan be just to help everyone and then? make everything kosher why do we have to like why do we have to let things like a genocide happen and then say it was in his plan somehow because that's a really shitty plan no matter how you look at it no matter how and then you always hear the thing it works in mysterious ways it's like well he didn't work in that mysterious apparently he didn't work that mysteriously you know way back when he clearly gave you he he talked to you through a fucking bush he didn't call him. He was like, hey, I want you to get he ready. He also can place bets on your life. Uh, basically. basically. And yeah. With the ultimate evil that he created. That he created. So it's, it's just always, you know, you know, whenever you make that argument to someone who believes, that they'll probably take it as like a bitterness of some kind. But it's not a bitterness. It's just more, I'm not even a god. 
I don't have the, the the thought process of what I consider a godly being. I don't have that. But even I know, <laughs> let's stop this because that shouldn't happen. And let's not, you know, like there's a difference. Like I'm not, if I had the abilities of what God apparently has, I would stop everything. And then we wouldn't have to worry about this big, let's wait this out for this final battle. Thing. I'll just kill it now because yeah, I can do it. the ability to yeah. overrule what Every, we consider yeah. like the laws of yeah, physics. Yeah, he, like, he can he overrule. Can, so. He can create all perpetual motion machines. And so, no one has to, or actually he could just like will that differently and no more energy concerns and no more, no more. He has the, if God is what we purport him to be, he has the ability yeah. to solve all ills. Yeah, there's everything. And, but we're presented with the, with the, the challenge, the, the idea, I think, um, and I'm going to uh, play devil's advocate a bit here. Hmm. Because, like I said, I, I don't. We don't want this conversation yeah, to be like sound. completely one-sided. Yeah. But um, and I'm still not completely even uh, advocating. But an alternative idea to the fact that God can cure all ailments mm-hmm. is the idea that supposedly He is, or rather, man, it's just really annoying to keep using God in the third person. Yeah. Um, you call me Yahweh. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm, refer- I'm using God as though it's His name, but like, just I don't know, I don't say anybody's name that often. Yeah, like, yeah. You, you throw in some pronouns every now and then, <laughs> and I can't use like our our gender binary pronouns for God because I'm a feminist and uh, he it transcends gender. Yeah, but supposedly God is 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 testing us to determine whether or not we are we are worthy of his ability to cure all ailments and give everyone eternal happiness forever so that we, there are no worries and and pr- presumably that's what this whole test that we have here on earth is yeah, because uh, as far as I understand heaven it's that yeah, it's basically it's that God has the ability to stop everybody from doing anything bad everybody can be happy forever Everything is awesome. Everything is cool when you're part of a team. Everything is awesome when you're living on a dream. But then here's the thing, since you're being the devil's advocate for us here. Um, if God knows the answers to the test already, what is the purpose of the test then? That defeats the purpose of even the test. If you know the answers... And well, you're the, the teacher usually knows. Yeah, the yeah. If you if you're the but teacher, but the guy knows what er, what the every. But if he knows what every student, <laughs> yeah, this, this is like yeah. Normally, say well, the teacher always has answers. Like no, no, the teacher also knows what the students will put on their test by by how how it's been described to me is he knows everything. He knows everything we're going to do yeah. already. So and worse he, yet, he made us put those. Answers. Yeah, he made us his so, will. I won't say he made us because. But Christians will. don't like it when you yeah. use it that way. But he did make us and create us in such a way that he I'm, knew what we do. That I can profess to be an atheist. Yeah. Like if he made me who I am and everything, that means he made my actions and what I'm gonna do. Why punish me for my existence that you if you are that responsible? That you made me for, to do yeah. I know that I'm gonna yeah. do. Yeah, why punish me for this? It's basically <laughs> it's like minority him. report, but at a way bigger level is like I'm gonna basically arrest. Well, except in Minority Report, nobody made them commit the crime. Yeah, nobody made them commit the crime. But it's like in this, it has to say it's a deeper, uh, almost more uh, supernatural way because it's like I not only know you're gonna commit the crime, 
I'm the one who basically told you to do it in my own weird way by not really talking to you, but I like whispered it into the ether and it happened. It was like, why? Then why punish me for your action? Pretty much, why punish me off of your deeds? Really, it's not. I mean, I guess that takes away responsibility a little bit, but why punish me for what is conceivably your will at all? Why even have punishment for something that you always knew was going to happen? It, it just, I don't know, whenever you ask, whenever you think about it, when you think about the details, the little stuff, it just irritates you because there's no, and no one can give you any kind of real answer for it. Everybody just says, mysterious ways, or will be done. It's like, that. that's not a fucking answer. That's just... I think part of the problem comes in with um, <clears throat> with our uh, with our personifications of of God because I I often think on what I consider the ultimate question, which is the creation of what we consider existence. Yeah. And you know, our working theory, at as far back as we can go, is this Big Bang, and we don't really have any evidence to suggest what there was before that. You know, we've got different ideas. Yeah, we have um, ideas. No, like, testable theories, but we got different ideas, and I will talk about the way people use the word theory later on when we get more into politics, but <coughs> we've got we've got some ideas floating around, but no theories. Actual. No no theories that are supported, like the Big Bang Theory is supported. Yeah. Um, and so, basically, there is a, there's a, a fairly actually probably I guess infinitely large gap in our in our understanding of what happened before that in fact we don't even really have the words to describe what before that means in this context because as far as we understand time was also created in this big bang um, and so one of the the arguments and it's not really a defense or really an argument I don't think but it's it's a um, so, a way the, the conversation is spun, I guess. What, mm -hmm. I don't mean for it to have the negative connotations as that has, or this sounds like it has when I hear it at least. But the way that, okay, I'll, I'll just use argument. The, um, the way that argument can go, though, is that at the, at the inception point where, yeah, that's right, where um, God is uh, creating people with, our concepts of of time passing, whether we understand time or not, but we our experience of time passing and our our physical forms and and all of these things, um, presuming that he is, you know, literally omniscient and omnipotent and omnipresent and all the omnis, including omni alone. Um, the, the, the idea is supposed to be that he is still within us free will to go off and do with it as we might. So, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to form... Because no, I'm trying to formulate this into a, an, an, a, a coherent idea and argument that, uh -huh. that makes sense. And I'm trying to draw a parallel between the, the lack of knowledge on um, the scientific end and the lack of knowledge on the... Uh, theist did. Yeah. But, yeah, I feel like I'm close to a revelation, a but it's bit. not really getting it's there because that, at the same, even trying, like, I can't get there because I don't know. 
And my problem with the theists is that they purport to know. To know, yeah. What that, that's, what what that well, gap see, is. Well, see, but then here's the thing. That's, I mean, that's why, I, I guess, for me, since I, I guess I choose science over religion or whatever, explanation for things. Like, yeah, from a science aspect, no, we don't. As people, and I think it just becomes from, uh, it's even a little bit hubris from the science, just human mind in general, because... Like okay, first I guess I'll pose the question: Like you, do you do you believe in the idea of other life on other planets and stuff like that? Probably. Okay. It's probably not in a way that we understand life really, but yeah. I, I yeah, have no reason that. to believe that yeah. it's, that there isn't. I would. I guess it's, it's part of this why I kind of believe. Like, I think for us particularly as Earthlings, people in this soul, the Milky Way galaxy, and all that, I think that I think that there is other life and other solar systems and all that stuff. Whether and because different like the biggest argument I always hear from like um theists is that oh well we have the perfect conditions for life why is no the other planets have life the way we do and all that stuff like that I'm like well that's just because we just do it's not really I mean I can't give an answer other than we just I can't <laughs> I can give an answer <laughs> go ahead real this, quick, is wh- this is where we're getting into what I was talking about last time with uh with stock atheist answers and stuff yeah. I just didn't use the word atheist because I'll still be a coy about what I believe um <laughs> We are not fine-tuned for our environment. We were not... This environment was oh, yeah. not created for us to be able to exist on in the way that we do. We have, through processes long and arduously and over billions of years, billions and billions of years, we have come to and been created by the environment in such a state that we are able to continue existing here. We... We developed the traits that we have because of the environment we were in. Yeah. We were made for this. We were made by this environment for this environment is a better way to say it than the environment was just perfectly was set perfectly up for, made us. for yeah. us to exist. We, and we changed along with it. Like, uh, what is the thing where they we had more hair back, you know, evolutionary wise, like we had more hair way back when than as opposed to now. Our bones weren't as. Dense I mean, and that's even that's relatively recent. Yeah, stuff. that's recent I mean, stuff. Yeah, you just just think about like we we breathe the way and the things that we breathe because these are the things that were here for us to breathe. Yeah, and then I think it's, it's so just I use that word a lot. It's he was because like other animals existed alongside people. Like animals change in order. Some animals and haven't a lot changed. Of them are extinct. Of extinct, and because they never really changed, or they couldn't keep up with it. I think that we are different in the sense that we just were a different mobi- We were a different type of creature. Well, no. We weren't different in that sense well, because there are still other animals. Yeah, there's still other animals. <laughs> I mean, we, we, we were, we're a human is different We can't in the sense. compare human beings today or human being. We can't compare human beings to an extinct animal. Yeah, to an extinct animal, obviously. But, like, we obviously had more ingenuity than that animal. So we did yeah, this. Just like, the, the do- just like Labrador Retrievers yeah. had more ingenuity than... That same yeah, fish animal, from some that yeah, same, uh, the same uh, one of the kind triceratops that doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, so I think it's just or which is the the actual. Uh, well, I'm not going to say it's the more actual theory, but things. I mean, like you 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 uh, you've heard, I'm sure the uh, the idea that you know basically 
fucking chickens and, and, and ostriches and shit running around are dinosaurs. That, yeah, they're like relatives of dinosaurs. Yeah. yeah, so they so it's not so much even that everything they died, died out, away, they but changed. some stuff did die out before yeah. some things went extinct. We still have species going extinct now. Usually it's our fault, but yeah. we still have you know species that are going extinct, but a lot of times like they just different with previous them. ancestors to human beings and I don't know why I look behind me when my microphone is in front of me. <laughs> but instead, we have distant past ancestors to human beings. There are distant past ancestors to different animals. And yeah. it's, like you said, it's an example of us changing along with what the environment. our environments are. And usually, it's only catastrophic changes, by which I mean like very rapid changes, mm-hmm. like in, in climate or, or situation or. Uh, not geography, maybe geology. Yeah, yeah. Like, because what was it like? Millions of years ago, the Earth at one point was like a terrible place to live, like methane gas and the ozone and volcano. And then as it calmed out, because it was still a new planet for the most part, then as it cooled down and changed, and eventually life started itself and life just changed. I, I suggest that everyone go on to it's both on Netflix and on Hulu. <laughs> Go just go watch Cosmos. You watch the Cosmos and you enjoy it. And and he, I don't agree with everything that Neil deGrasse Tyson says on the show. I don't personally think that it's all true. Mm. Um, I mean, it's it's backed up and it's peer reviewed and edited. And it's not just he's not just talking out of his ass. Yeah. But there are some things where it's like, well, yeah, this it could have come from here. We don't have, we can't say definitively that this happened. Or it also could have come with this thing that Ed thinks is ridiculous. You know, we yeah. can support each thing. And obviously the thing that Ed thinks is ridiculous, I think is ridiculous, so I don't <laughs> believe that or condone it. But it'll give you a pretty good example yeah. of, uh, pretty good information, a pretty good idea of how life has formed and changed on this planet, at least. Like, I, I haven't watched the entire series, so I don't know. Maybe he talks about other planets more later on. Yeah, because, yeah, going back, that's what I mean. Like, okay, I think that, yeah, there's, there's, Earth has the right, not the perfect circumstances for life, for us anyway, but it, it had the right. Earth circumstances. actually seems to be actively trying to kill us a lot. Well, like fucking not, ice ages and shit, and, and then the opposite of ice ages. Well, some would say those are just like regular cycles all planets go through, but just. Yeah, they weren't put yeah. here for us. We don't yeah. like that shit. Yeah, but <laughs> I, think, I think it's because, uh, well, I, I don't know how many dinosaurs complained about it at the time. But we just, blooded. yeah, we just actively complained about it. I don't think they were cold blooded. <laughs> yeah, we just actively complained about it out loud. But I think that, yeah, no species enjoys the rapid changes, but we, you know, adapt to it. But I think, um, I think it doesn't help. And the reason why we think that we're so special is because we don't have any other examples of life around us. Because for all we know, there could be another planet out there, and this is just, just my thoughts on it, where there could be a planet where they have a, a celestial neighbor that's has just as much life or maybe not as smart or devoid, maybe is not as advanced or whatever. It could be a fucking planet of weird dog things. You know, just the fact that it's there. I think that if we had that, because I think that because, we, I think, honestly, I think we're in a really shitty part of the galaxy where we didn't get neighbors. So <laughs> as far as we know, just as people, just as a, as a species, we're the only us of our kind who like we think about these things i mean i don't know the mind of a dog and whether it questions its existence or not but i know that people we do because we 
we have that element where we start thinking about, is there more? And so then we look around us and we don't compare animals to ourselves. So it's like, is, when we say, is there more, we don't mean, is there just more organisms out there? Because yes, they, they found like little microbacteria on like Mars and shit like that. They, we, when we say, is there more, we mean, are there more us as, a, not specifically people, but is there more people who think about this? Uh, uh, what we refer to as intelligent life. Yeah, intelli- what we refer to as intelligent life. And yeah, and I think that because of the fact that we feel like we haven't, there's none of that around us, and because of the limitations of travel and everything, where we can't just say, oh, let me go over there and check it out, that we just get our, eventually became in our mindset, well, nope, there's nothing else, it's just us, so obviously we're special, and we was here for a purpose. And maybe one day when we have like a Battlestar Galactica moment or something like that and some alien race comes and visits us, it'll like totally shatter that and all that stuff. But until then, it's just us. I mean, it still has to be in a... That has to be in a way that we can even <coughs> recognize. Yeah. Like and for instance, um, uh, I forget which one is which. If a meteor... I think a meteor comes towards the earth and then a meteorite actually hits it yeah um actually don't even email us about that i really don't care about the difference between the two but i I think that you know say a a meteorite hits the planet and it's got a a a tiny proto bacterium on it like we don't necessarily recognize that as as life, it's life. The, it's at least not in the same way as we recognize, or like we would recognize if say the pyramid uh, face on Mars, the, huh? the the face on Mars. We like, oh, it must be life there. It's like that was there. Or or like we would recognize. Uh, I was trying to think of an, an alien that everybody would know, and I was drawing a blank. If uh, if we met Worf. <laughs> yeah. like yeah, we like okay, you're or Kling, or, or yeah, you're an intelligent creature because you are anthropomorphically shaped and yeah. you can speak the same sorts of words that I can. Mm-hmm. We like we encounter a protobacteria. Like we We brush it off. Like, we don't even understand how to approach it's almost it's almost infinitesimal. Mm-hmm. So and couple that with the fact that considering how large we do know space to be, say say there were a billion uh, a billion other planets exactly like Earth spread equal distance throughout the galaxy. The idea that we... the, the This is where the term astronomical comes from yeah, and is actually prudent. Yeah. Like, we can't even <clears throat> conceptualize of how difficult and how yeah. unlikely it would be for us to ever... <clears throat> In, not only ever encounter them in the sense that we would like meet them, yeah. but that we would even be able to like be pointed in the right direction as them. Yeah, uh, because just as as I understand space, it is ever expanding, and apparently, like we're moving farther away from other galaxies, solar systems. Yes, there's evidence to support that is mm-hmm. that we're still it's expanding, we're growing, still moving, and we're moving farther away from. Each other. I remember it was one. Entropy. It was one. Uh, I, for, I always forget the guys. Wouldn't name. it be fucked up if we filled the container? <laughs> like we just, we spread yeah. out until like we hit the walls. Yeah, of, the wall of whatever is whatever on is the outside the of the edge universe, of the universe. The, the the mega universe. If what was one? Uh, I forget the guy's name. I really like him. He's a uh, he's some kind of mathematician or whatever. He's the one Japanese guy who's in like everything. 
Kobayashi. Kobayashi, yeah. No, 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 no. Kobayashi's a guy no, who yeah, ate a bunch of hot dogs. Yeah, wait a minute, no. That shouldn't let you just go with Yeah, you should let me go with it. No, he's not like Kobayashi. Now I'm laughing at you on the lighter notes. The white hair. I forget his name. Rain. Rain. He's not even Japanese. I don't think. I think he's Korean. Korean or something. I don't know, but he had a theory. The interesting thing I always liked it. It was where the, the universe was the is that it's sort of almost reincarnation ish. Like apparently the universe is always it will expand, expand, and it'll contract really quick and then end, and then it'll keep doing that. It's yeah, been, the, the big know, crunch. Yeah, and apparently it's been doing that forever. So actually, what we're experiencing now is we've already been doing it like hundreds, a couple of times, back and forth, and all that stuff. But uh, I mean, that's an interesting way of looking at it. It's, it's very spiritual in, in concept, though. I don't know. Because it's very about, it, it's all, like everything that has happened has happened before, and it will happen again, and it will, you know, we'll just keep... We'll, yeah, that's that's a charming concept. It's a charming, yeah, I enjoy the charm of it, and I enjoy the romanticism of it, but I, whether I, I, I don't agree with it, but it's, it's interesting. It's interesting. And so now we're clearly diverted from the big G-O-D guy. Well, not necessarily, because, I mean, and this is, and I always say that because this is what I always consider when I I think of uh, religion in pretty much any form, Mm -hmm. because, and I'm going to get a little bit into how I understand the creation and formation of religion, and again, I also touched on this a bit last time that we we had a religion discussion, but I I think it, it tends to come up to try to explain things that we don't understand. Yeah. And that's why there seems to always be this conflict between science and religion because whereas religion is purporting to explain things that we don't understand, science is trying to understand those things that we can. And yeah. That we can. And the list of things that we can't understand is ever expanding, and the list yeah. of things that we can't understand is, is diminishing a bit. Actually, but, not really. Well, yeah, yeah, we no, just, we I, I often think, just learn more and more things that we can't. I would think that explain. religion is always that thing where, it, 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 like you said, we always are always understanding more things, but I think like the big main stuff can't be understood right now by science. Uh, maybe it never will be. So at that point, that's why you still have so many big proponents for, oh, well, that's the religious thing. Like, Science can never give us the explanation of why we're here. Why not? Why why can't science do that? Also, okay, I'm I'm gonna call a sidebar. Okay. This is uh my first purposeful sidebar today. Right. Um, I take issue with the way we use the word science whenever we have this conversation. Okay. I'm not exactly sure why, but <laughs> the idea that I, that. The idea to consider science is like this, this entity that is, is like the deification of science. Oh. Like the idea that science We're is this entity this that, that is is making decisions or is an opponent of somebody or something or is like attacking uh, anything. Oh, I, yeah. I use religion in this case because that's generally where it comes up. But the idea that science is attacking religion is ridiculous because science doesn't do shit. I, I get what you mean. You basically mean we, we almost make science sound like a god in itself. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well no, I, I get that. I, I, whenever I refer to science, I don't think, I, I mean, I know what you mean by like it can sound like that, but I think when people generally use it, it's just more of a, what else would you call it when you say I would it? say scientists. Science, scientists. Scientists but, uh, make assertions. They, and even they generally don't 
uh, aren't attacking no, anything but else. I think but they have you, agency. I think if you, I think if you scientists science, are agents. Yeah, I science think, is not an agent. Science doesn't cause anything. Well, I think if you use scientists, it. That's the best way. To say it. I think if you use scientists all the time, it. It kind of gives more power to the individual, as opposed to that's exactly the point. But science, ideally, the the idea of science, not like science being a thing, but the idea of science is something that I think it. You mean the tool? The tool, yeah, the tool of it trumps the individual. Scientists use it, but it's a tool in itself. So I think when I think when people well, this this is why this is why I'm I'm constantly real big on on. Uh, language and the way we use it mm. because there's a reason why tool has the connotations that it does because we use tools to achieve ends yeah. tools don't do anything you, yeah, a hammer tools. a hammer's not going to build a house yeah. a hammer's not going to hammer a nail a hammer just sits there and is a hammer mm. a hammer is a tool and it needs an agent to act upon it in order to accomplish something science likewise the internet likewise they're tools yeah. they don't do anything to us Until they don't we don't get anything from them but what we use them to achieve and what we use them to make and what we use them to get that's what my where my problem is and and honestly i could probably say the same thing for the way that we refer to religion as just like monolith or even uh christianity as like Mm -hmm. this monolith of of an idea of christianity Mm -hmm. that's probably kind of fucked up too i don't have as much of a tie to it so i don't talk about or care as much I think I think just, I guess in the defense I think when science yeah except science Christianity t- has a doctrine yeah doctrine so are. it kind of does it can be a single thing I Christianity think, actually does give instructions and tell people to I think what's to do yeah things. when you should I think you should yeah look at science as a tool I think more when you have the everyday scientists if they were to really, really think about it that way I think when they use when they say something like science found this out I think it's more of a uh, humbleness to it as well. But at the same time, when and again, this is this is coming forth because I I listen to a lot of atheists talk, uh, sometimes to Christians, sometimes to other atheists, mm-hmm. or sometimes to other theists that aren't Christians. But I think that when we use science that way, it's well. First, I think it's a response to being told. Being having science used at, in the other direction, like if I'm an atheist being told what science is doing all the time, it probably just kind of leaks in. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I think that it's, I won't say that it's uh, um, uh, an exception for uh, the theists that they may or may not be talking to, but it is, it does kind of justify the comparison between science and religion. And really, there is no comparison. There's no justification. They are two things that are operating on different mm. levels. Philosophy can be an opponent to religion, perhaps. It, it depends. I think it depends. But on that's what and I'll say that because philosophy isn't based on any actual on on factual yeah. information or even really all the time the physical world. No, philosophy, which yeah. science deals specifically with science is a process through which to understand the physical world not to battle 
<laughs> yeah. yeah, like I, said, I, I think it just goes back to just a humbleness. Like you know, scientists will never say like I found the reason. I think a scientist will say I use science to find. I think it's just it's like more, a recipe. Yeah, if you you can't say that a recipe has an opinion, no, well, it's just it's a recipe. It just hmm. told you what to do if you want to get this thing out. Hmm. And science is a recipe for truth. If you want to get the truth, yeah. follow these instructions and you'll get here. Input here and you'll find out what it is over here. All right. Whereas religion is a, a whole different thing. It's more follow the specific set of instructions because there is no other thing that you can do. Mm. That's interesting. All right, well, I want to keep on that, I guess, a little bit. Actually, I'm going to use that to segue into something. Um, what do you think about... Nope. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about... Um, what do you think of the educated theist? And uh, I think I mentioned this to you before, but I, I was just gonna say, like, it's like nine something. Really? I think so. Yeah. I was gonna ask if we could uh, take a break so I can smoke a cigarette. Oh yeah. Or I mean, unless you want to just like share some stuff with the audience while I'm gone for seven minutes. I feel crazy, so I'm just going with you. I so am crazy. Cigarette break. Now if your mind lies in the devil's workshop, and evil doing your thrill. Trouble and mischief is all you live for You know done well And that you go to hell That you go to hell Hey guys, it's Ed again um, I hope you enjoyed so that part of the podcast I, That was a pretty good episode myself um, as always, feel free to email us at something to do podcast at gmail.com. That's something with no G to do podcast at gmail.com with any questions, concerns, or comments, or anything you want to let us know. If you want to get this conversation to keep going, or you found out that something was wrong, or you just disagree with us on our way of interpreting things. Anything is fair game. You can also leave comments on our blog. That is at something to do podcast.blogspot.com. Um, again, that's something with no G to do podcast at blogspot.com. Uh, we just started to put together a Facebook page as well if you want to find us on there. And there will be uh, links to all of our individual contributors and hosts on all of those things as well. So, um, actual liner note time. Uh, that first song you heard was Nobody's Fault But Mine. Um, that second song was the very, very famous Sinner Man. And this song that you're listening to right now is called Go To Hell. All three of them are by Nina Simone, and all three of them are for sale. I'll put links for them in the blog in case you have trouble finding them. I'm sure they're in, in the iTunes, and I'm pretty sure that's where I got them from. Um, anyway, hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, as always, hope to hear from you guys. We'll see you next week. And thanks for listening. So the Lord commanded the devil be branded. So you know.